Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fate Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, I'm back on the grid. It's been a great two days of college basketball. Just hasn't been the best for the old bankroll. So let's do a quick status check of everything. First of all, those first half unders where we're playing every single game in the NCAA tournament to the first half under. Just one and three in the first four games. Then on Thursday, the angle had a good day going 10 and six. On Friday, it was a tough day going seven and nine. So right now, I'm 18 and 18 with the first half unders. Yeah, I've lost three, four heartbreakers there, I think by a half a point, four or five on the final shot of the game. But remember, it's never under until it's over and we're feeling the pain there. But hopefully, by the time it's all said and done, we'll leak out some profit on those first half unders. Doesn't appear we're going to have the same winning percentage, though, that we did in conference tournament play. It will take a mini miracle for me to end up profitable on the sides, though. I've been absolutely terrible so far. 0-3-1 in the first four games. Then on Thursday, it was a day to forget for me. 3-13 and against the number. Friday, a little more respectable. Get back to 8-8. Eight and eight. So overall, I'm a golden gopher basketball fan, but I was not attempting to try to match their win percentage for the season. I am just 11-24-1 so far. Oh boy, it is ugly. So I'm going to do a little Ted Lasso here in the season three debut. He had a press conference scene where he says, I'm so dumb. And then the press crew asks, how dumb are you? So here we go. How dumb am I? I lost my national champion, Arizona, in the opening round against a program that doesn't offer scholarships. How dumb am I? I said that the East bracket would be complete chaos. I said that I could see all of the top seeds losing in the opening round with the exception of Purdue. Well, Purdue lost. Meanwhile, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, and the number seven seed all won. How dumb am I? I've bet against Penn State four times in seven days. I'm 0-4. How dumb am I? I bet against all four teams that won first four games. I went 0-4 betting against them. How dumb am I? I backed all four Mountain West teams for the second consecutive year. I went 1-3 betting on them. How dumb am I? I actually believed all season that this Illinois team would end the 18-year run without making a Sweet 16. How dumb am I? On the Sunday Instant Reaction Show, I actually placed bets and cashed on Missouri and Louisiana, only to flip for the official podcast card on both of those games. So enough of the past. Let's look to the future. I need to focus on one day at a time. I can't get it all back at once. So here we go. A little fun fact before we get to the plays, though. Looking back to last year in the round of 32, zero games were decided by a single possession. The closest game of all of them was Gonzaga beating Memphis by four. The average margin of victory, 
eight points. So keep that in mind as we go through what will be a chalky card for me. In game number one, it is San Diego State minus the five and a half over Furman. So Furman was a trendy upset pick that proved to be right, somehow rallying from 12 down to beat Virginia by one to get the string of upsets going. San Diego State actually ranks above Virginia in defensive efficiency. They give up just 57 points per game. Furman shot just 39% from the field, but the Paladons did hit hit 10 key three-pointers in that game. Nothing was easy for the Aztecs in the opener against Charleston. They were just four of 16 from beyond the arc. San Diego State has now won five consecutive basketball games, scoring between 62 and 67 points. Now, that's how good their defense has been. The Mountain West has killed me so far in this tournament, but as a but the Golden Gopher alum, Brian Dutcher, finally got his first tournament win in four tries. I think the Aztecs play much more relaxed today and show everyone what Mountain West supporters have seen all year. Give me the Aztecs, minus the five and a half over Furman. Next up, game number two on the card, it's Duke, minus the three and a half over Tennessee. So my neighbor is starting to rub off on me here. Duke has won 10 straight. They might be unbeatable. Their leading score just went two of seven with six points against Oral Roberts, and it didn't matter. Tennessee was up 48 to 30 against Louisiana, but got outscored 25 to 10 to end it, hanging on to win by only three. If you like low scoring, this might be the game for you. I know I wanted in the first half, that's for sure. Tennessee gives up just 55 points per game. The Dukies, though, only give up 51 points per game. Tennessee started the season 18 and 3. They lost a top player. Now they're just 6 and 7 in their last 13 games. I got cute flipping from Louisiana to Tennessee on Thursday. Duke is the better team right now. They're going to cover the three and a half. I'm not going to get cute this time around. Give me the Dukies minus the three and a half over Tennessee. Next up, game number three on the card is Kansas minus the three and a half over Arkansas. So his dad could flat out coach and Eric Musselman can flat out coach. Musselman took Nevada to the Sweet 16, and now he's taken Arkansas to -to back-to-back Elite Eights, looking for more this season. He beat me and Illinois in the opener by 10, but they only shot 38% from the field. I'm not sure if Bill Self will be on the bench or not, but I'm leaning on Kansas on a short turnaround to showcase the talent that allowed them to register an 18-7 record versus top 50 teams this season. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. I'm laying the three and a half with Kansas over Arkansas. Next up on the card, game number four. It's Missouri minus the six and a half over Princeton. So the total of this game is 149. The total between Princeton and Arizona was 154, yet it finished just 59 to 55. Only 12 free throws were attempted in that entire game against Arizona. The team shot just seven of 41 from beyond the arc. Princeton isn't the old flex-cut offense of old. Missouri averages over 79 points per game. If the points start flowing, Missouri will win and cover the Battle of the Tigers. So I'm going to lay the six and a half with Missouri over Princeton. Next up, it's game number five. It's Houston minus the five and a half over Auburn. So everything is screaming for me to play Auburn. This game is in Birmingham. The Cougars have multiple starters with injury issues. Houston has struggled in their last two games. Auburn is coming off an 83-point performance, 
They took number one Alabama to overtime on the road just a couple weeks back, and they have wins over Missouri, Northwestern, and Arkansas, all still playing in this tournament. Like I said, everything points to the Auburn Tigers, but I'm going to play Houston. Houston is tough as nails. They give up just 52 points per game. Calvin Sampson will use all those negatives to his motivational advantage. I have a feeling that Houston was preparing for this game all week. So give me the Cougars, minus the five and a half over Auburn. Game number six on the card, it's Penn State, plus the five and a half over Texas. So yes, it's not all chalk. I do have a dog on the card. Texas has won five straight, including a 20-point win over Colgate. They have two wins over Kansas and a TCU win to boot, but I've lost enough money betting against Penn State. Give me the Nittany Lions, plus the five and a half over Texas. Game number seven on the card, another dog here. It's Northwestern plus the seven and a half over UCLA. So Northwestern lost four of five to end the season. Couple OT losses to Penn State, road losses at Maryland and Illinois. We know the Terps have struggled away from home. They've lost 11 games this year. Six of them have been by double digits. So that scares me. UCLA scares me more, though. They have 30 wins this season, and all five of their losses were against teams that made the tournament. Arizona twice, USC, Baylor, and Illinois. The Bruins won by 33 points in their opener. This is a complete team. They're number one in defensive efficiency. The Bruins have outscored their opponents by 21.3 points per game this season. Northwestern has outscored their opponents by 0.9 points per game. So laying the number with the Bruins might make the most sense, but Northwestern has never made the Sweet 16. I have a feeling this one's going to be a battle until the end, so I'm going to take the Wildcats of Northwestern plus the 7.5 over UCLA. Then game number 8 on the card for you is Alabama minus the 9 over Maryland. So I flipped three times on this game. I hate laying 9, but this one is in Birmingham. Miller didn't score in the opener. You got to believe he'll bounce back strong in this one. Alabama's the top overall seed for a reason. Different coaching staff, but Maryland will have the revenge angle, having lost to Alabama in this round just a couple years ago. The Terps are 22-12 and on the season, and they confuse the heck out of me. They have six wins over tournament teams. They lost by only three to Tennessee when the balls were near the top of the rankings. Maryland survived in advance by beating West Virginia by one in a game of runs. They had some dreadful stretches in that game. Alabama is beatable, but I expect the Crimson Tide to blitz them at some point and coast to the double-digit victory. So give me Alabama minus the nine over Maryland. Then a bonus game for you in the NIT. It's Hofstra plus the one and a half over Cincinnati. So with Cincy headed to the Big 12, we're going to call this the little school hosting the big school. Sounds like it should be a packed house for this one. So give me Hofstra plus the one and a half over Cincinnati in the NIT. So let's recap your card for a Saturday. In the big dance, I'm on San Diego State minus the five and a half over Furman. I'm on the Dukies, the Blue Devils minus the three and a half over Tennessee. I'm on Kansas, Rock Chalk Jayhawk minus the three and a half over Arkansas. I'm on Missouri, minus the six and a half over Princeton. I'm on Houston, minus the five and a half over Auburn. Game number six, I'm on Penn State, plus the five and a half over Texas. 
I'm on Northwestern plus the seven and a half over UCLA. I'm on Alabama minus the nine over Maryland. And in the NIT, I'm on a Hofstra plus the one and a half over Cincinnati. So that's your card for Saturday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.